0: Constitutional Rights Group has launched a legal challenge of that federal requirement that travelers to Canada use the ArriveCAN app. The action was filed in federal court by the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms on behalf of eleven Canadians, including some allegedly fined up to eighty five hundred bucks. Joining us from the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms is lawyer Eva Chipyak. Eva, good morning. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Good morning to you too.
0: Well, it's good to have you with us, Eva. By the way, is joining us from Calgary. Where in which federal court has this action been filed, or is it going to be filed, Eva?
1: No, it has been filed. Okay. We filed it early Wednesday morning, um, and it's filed in federal court uh, through the Toronto office. But it is a federal office, so. Uh, You know, it's not a provincial application. It's a national application to the federal court of Canada.
0: Okay. so now what is the process? Once once uh, uh, an action is filed, uh, you're the plaintiff, the Justice Centre for Constitutional Freedoms. I would assume the government of Canada would be the defence. And what have they had to say about this?
1: Right. So um, just correct you a little bit. Um, It's filed on behalf of four applicants. So it's not the Justice Centre that is the applicant. So the four, um, excuse me, 11 people in Canada, as you mentioned earlier, are the applicants. And uh, we've named the Attorney General of Canada as the respondent. Um, Those are the people that um, in Canada that responsible So rather than the Minister of Public Health or the Minister of transportation, for example, uh, the Attorney General of Canada are basically the lawyers for and that's who we've been serving and that's what the government of Canada has asked asked us to do in these cases.
0: Eva, let's dive into the nuts and bolts of your case if we can and and the government hasn't responded, I gather, yet Uh, and because it's so you just filed it on Wednesday but you have obviously a case built you wouldn't approve you you wouldn't approach yeah. the federal government uh, with this kind of case without, without having done extensive homework. So diving into the nuts and bolts of it all, what is, what's what, it, because the arrive can app was brought in as a public health measure by which our vaccination proof, et cetera, would be easily available to uh, for, for travel purposes and so on. Uh, and so what, what is the nature of the complaint?
1: Right. So, um, You got it. It it was brought forward on public health measures is how we understand it. And what's interesting about um, how the law has been written is that basically every uh, the default is, is you have to use this application, whether or not you're vaccinated or not. Um, So uh, we have clients that are listed in this application that, you know, complied, got vaccinated, have proof of it, and uh, just, you know, didn't want to download this application due to privacy and other concerns, show it at the border, uh, show, want to show their status at the border, and the border agents give them a fine. Right. Uh, because they're, they're taking it so strictly. So um, whether or not it's for the public health measures at, at this point is questionable.
0: Well, a lot, is, a lot of criticism, and it's, it's, it's worked its way into the conservative leadership race. We're seeing candidates uh, have a, a say about Arrive Can. Nothing very good, by the way, given that they're the opposition. They wouldn't exactly be fans of it to begin with. But nonetheless, they're talking about it basically as a surveillance tool, having very little to do with public health and a whole lot to do with um, sort of control by of cent- the central government. Uh, is that, does that political opinion factor into your legal case at all?
1: Uh, that political opinion doesn't really, at this point, it's good to hear opposition, that is uh, for sure, but we are hearing opposition from so many people, so many poor law-abiding citizens are being, you know, just overburdened and signed, you know, close to $10,000, which is a pretty hefty fine for anyone. For just trying to come back into their country, we hear opposition from uh, municipalities that are close to the border, yes. uh, businesses close to the border. And CBSA agents sound like uh, the customs agents are really having a hard time. So there's a lot of people that the frustration is really brewing. And it seems that the federal government thinks everything is peachy keen yet with this um, their program
0: it is, and when you talk to the union representing those who actually have to work face to face with people carrying the arrive can apps or not, the 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 workers, uh, the border people, etc., will will be very quick to tell you that it's not anywhere near as smooth as the government would have you believe, uh, and in fact, it's it's rife with uh, with problems, and it does slow down the entire re-entry process for Canadians and entry process for our visitors, and you're quite right. Border communities from coast to coast, Eva, are quite upset at the arrive can app and are actually pointing at it or to it as an impediment to their recovery from COVID uh, the last couple of years and being able to re- recover successfully. It's impeding traffic to their businesses.
1: Hmm. Yeah. We. You know, I was shocked to hear the stories that we had so many. Like Great citizens, Canadians, write to the Justice Centre about their stories with the Arise Can app. One example that um, we have is a fellow tried to cross the border into the United States, didn't actually make it into the United States, and came back. And in that case, he, he was it wasn't the arrive can app, but he was ordered to quarantine for 14 days. So it's just it's just all these odd things. Another one had a glitch with their with the arrive Can system. Even though they complied and did everything they could, it wasn't their fault that the system glitched. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fines are coming. Um, quarantine measures are they're being told to quarantine. And it's, you know, it's turned into a bit of an absurdity with
0: it. Well, and speaking of absurdity, for example, if you're ordered into quarantine by virtue of not having used the uh, Arrive Can app, or perhaps you did use it as some of your, uh, as you've mentioned, some people who've written to you said, yeah, we did everything we were supposed to do, but there was a glitch. And because of the glitch, I was ordered into quarantine. So if you're ordered, you're the lawyer in this conversation. If if the government orders you into quarantine at the border for whatever, and you say, Forget about it. I'm home. I'm going home. See ya. What happens then? Well, you know,
1: there's been so many cases of that. And the other option is they're getting ticketed. And it seems like in some cases, even when they're ordered to quarantine, uh, they're still getting ticketed for not complying because of the Arrive Can app. Mm. So they're, you know, um, just these strange tickets are being given out. They're they're very... uh, uncertain as to the exact nature of them so this is part of the reason that we we are uh, bringing this challenge we've listed all of the fines and the reasons for the fines that were given and again all of this will be challenged in this application because it's not uh, really that clear
0: right so now you've uh, again this is really fresh news eva because you've just filed this in federal court in toronto a couple of days ago what's the process like Uh, walk us through because the 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 fence, the government of canada has yet, yet to even acknowledge the fact that it's been filed so how long in terms of before we actually get a court date and you get a hearing and a chance to stand up in front of a judge and and present your case
1: uh the one thing with law and justice it, it is a bit of a slow uh, molasses process usually um we don't expect this one will be expedited very much but possibly because. You know, these are clearly issues of national importance. Um, How it works, this is what's called a judicial review. So it's not like a typical statement of claim you would see where somebody's suing you, you're getting sued or you're suing somebody for monetary damages. A judicial review is uh, a lawsuit that is questioning and challenging the law, Okay. period. And so um, it's up to the applicant to show that the law is, Incorrect, basically. And so the next step for us is to file affidavits on behalf of our applicants. And in this federal court challenge, we could bring up to five expert reports to um, help justify and defend the position of the applicants. After that the respondents Canada has the opportunity to do the same so they'll file affidavit evidence from some of you know their top bureaucrats sure. and administrators and they also have an opportunity to file five expert reports. Um, you know there, that'll be a few months uh, the next step will be cross-examinations. They have an opportunity to test our evidence under oath. Um, the same will happen with um, us cross-examining their evidence and then if there's a written, uh, filing of um, an argument and then we'll be in court you know um, if we have our fingers crossed and it's really moves fast possibly in a year but you know we haven't heard yet back from the court likely to there might be a couple other applications and then they'll get consolidated that's happened in a couple other cases mm-hmm. that are similar in nature with the quarantine hotels the justice center brought a constitutional challenge as well as the travel vaccine mandate challenge and that was consolidated with some other folks.
0: Eva final question to you and we're grateful for your time on the weekend too by the way. Uh, is it possible at the end of all of this judicial review and the trial and all the rest of it that the the judge May set aside the arrive can app based on the evidence presented by your group and your witnesses. The decision could the, could it be as simple as well? It's uh, it, it, it's it's not it's no longer valid. Could that be the outcome eventually?
1: That is correct. So, what's um, really incredible about a charter constitutional challenge is you need one Canadian to stand up for the rights of all Canadians. So, in a charter challenge, we're saying that they're affecting basic rights that. Uh, that are guaranteed under the charter and in this case our bigger best arguments are going to be under privacy and mobility Uh, that's where we're going to go very likely Uh, and i'm sure you could you can imagine that from yourself sure is affected the most so yes if we're successful and the court finds that the government basically overstepped its power in what it did and didn't doesn't have the justification for it then yes the famous saying scrap the app would be what the court could come up with
0: interesting stuff eva this is as you say likely to take a while of course the feds are are always in election mode and this is an incredibly (laughs) unpopular item they don't want to hear about it they don't want to deal with it they just like it so as this proceeds uh, i'd like to be able to call upon you and uh, have you update us here on the coast as to what exactly is going on in the courtroom are you good with that
1: Anytime. Feel free.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks very much for this this morning. Great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: There's Eva Chipiak from the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom.